What a day at Madison Square Garden. Sean St. Jacques back here recapping game four of the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs between the Knicks and the Cavs. Knicks win game four, and they are up three games to one in the best of seven series. Knicks win at 102 to 93. It was a great game. Honestly, the Knicks were dominant in the first half. Knicks at one point in the first half were up by 15. Looked like they were going to run away with the game, potentially with it, run away with the series. However, have to give the Cleveland Cavaliers a lot of credit. They came out in the second half, took the lead at one point late in the third quarter, and it looked like the Cavs may, may very well have turned the tide in the game, maybe even in the series. But the New York Knicks in the fourth quarter outscore the Cavs by seven and win the game by nine. Again, 102-93 is the final. Knicks win game four. They have a three games to one lead in the series. Going back to Cleveland for a big game five, a chance for the Knicks to win the series in Cleveland. Then, of course, if we see Cleveland bounce back, we'll get to this a little bit later, of course then there will be a Game 6 back at Madison Square Garden. So, huge, huge, huge shout-out again to the Knicks' defensive work in Game 4. It wasn't as good as Game 3, although, again, Game 3 was something special. No team had been held, not just the Cavs, no team had been held this season in the NBA to that low of a number of 79 points in Game 3. But the Knicks followed it up with a really strong defensive performance again in Game 4. Donovan Mitchell had 11 points, had a really rough day shooting from not only the field, but from 3. 5 of 18 from the field. He was 0 of 4 from 3. Darius Garland, as he was in Game 2, was the leading scorer, 23 points. He had 10 assists and actually was a big reason why Cleveland took the lead at one point in the third quarter, have to give him a lot of credit, played well. Jared Allen was in double figures. To be fair, all five starters for Cleveland were in double figures, but besides Garland's 23, no one had more than 14 points, and that was one of the keys going into this series was could the Knicks keep the supporting cast for Donovan Mitchell quiet? Not only that, they kept Donovan Mitchell quiet in Game 4. He really struggled. Mitchell actually had six turnovers by himself. He had half of Cleveland's turnovers and five assists along with those 11 points. And again, he really struggled shooting the ball from the field. That goes down to the play of Josh Hart on the perimeter in particular, although there were a few different guys switched on him. But then also, I thought in particular, not just with Mitchell, but with others, I thought Mitchell Robinson... And Isaiah Hartenstein were unbelievably good in Game 4. Hartenstein had one of the biggest plays of the game, a blocked dunk attempt at one end, leading to a bucket at the other end to kind of settle the Knicks down after Cleveland came back from 15 down to take the lead in the third quarter. Knicks closed the game out about as strong as you would have expected. Huge plays from Jalen Brunson. He had a couple of huge threes. Down the stretch of the game, Brunson finished with 29 points, a game high. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett had his best postseason game of his career. Yes, he was 0 of 6 from 3, but he shot 50% from the field, 
26 points. Did miss five free throws, but you can't nitpick when he puts together that kind of performance. Josh Hart was tremendous. Had 19, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals. Had a huge three early in the game. Had a huge uh, desperation two at the end of the game as the shot clock expired when he put his hands up and just said, I don't know how it went in. We don't know either, Josh. And frankly, we don't care. It was a tremendous performance from him on both ends of the floor. It really culminated very nicely for New York. Again, Isaiah Hartenstein off the bench, huge defensively. Same with Obi Toppin. I thought him at times defensively came up with some huge plays. He had eight rebounds. So did Hartenstein, by the way. And five of Obi Toppin's rebounds in particular, the eight, were offensive rebounds. Huge. Mitchell Robinson had 12 and 11. Seven of his rebounds were offensive rebounds as well. Knicks getting second chance points and really making the most of them. And again, Jalen Brunson was the star. 29, six rebounds, six assists. We don't quite know why he puts the three-pointer over his mouth when he makes it. Dare I say again, we don't care. What a performance. It really was a fantastic afternoon at Madison Square Garden. Again, this series is not over. Knicks have got to make sure they can finish this off. Cleveland showed in the middle of this game, in the third quarter, they're not going to lie down. They are going to fight to the end. They are too good of a team to not do that. Knicks have to be ready to go in Game 5. It's going to be rocking in Cleveland like it was in Game 2. Knicks have to be ready to try and close the game out. Cleveland is going to be as desperate as they've been all series. They're going to be probably just as physical as they were in Game 2. You know, it's it's going to be a really important game because, again, momentum can change in a series. But right now, the Knicks have all the momentum. You know, I, I think there was some talk before this game or even before the before game three, how was Cleveland going to deal with the Madison Square Garden atmosphere? I thought in game three they were rattled. I really did. The, the, the third quarter in game three in particular, Cleveland looked very rattled. It looked like they were really under the microscope, under the bright lights of the garden, and they couldn't handle it. And it looked like that for two quarters in game four. It really did. It seemed like they were timid. They were, they hesitated. The Knicks defense was suffocating, really making life tough on them. But then the third quarter, they had a chance to talk it over and reset. They came out and they wiped out a 15-point lead. You know, So they have plenty of fight left in them. Make no mistake about that. But to see the Knicks wrestle the game back from the Cavs in the fourth quarter was just a tremendous... Tremendous thing to see at the Garden. The Garden was tremendous. The last two games, it's been incredible to watch the games at the Garden. It really has been all we could have hoped for. And again, Julius Randle said it after game two. You know, how does it feel to go back to Madison Square Garden? He says, it's the Garden. That's all that needs to be said. It's the Garden. It's going to deliver. And, you know, I, I remember talking with the guys over at the Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, That's Cavalier podcast and or that that's rather cavalier podcast given their their full name there and telling them that you know the garden is the best atmosphere in the nba there's just no second choice and i remember one of them i think it was uh, bp who said you know players get up to play at madison square garden and stuff like that and he's not wrong but this is a different nick team this is not the nick teams of the past 
that can't handle when a big team comes in, you know, ready to go with big time stars. This is a Nick team that knows how to play in the garden, that knows how to fight in the garden, that knows how to win in the garden. And it showed in games three and four of this series. Tremendous performance again. Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart in particular were phenomenal. RJ Barrett was tremendous. Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein, I think, are the unsung heroes of the game. I think the only the only uh, slight down part is that Julius Randle once again uh, had a struggle uh, in this game. Just shot 3 of 10 from the field with 7 points, but Tom Thibodeau made the right move in the fourth quarter. There was a part of the fourth where the Knicks had just taken the lead, Randle was on the bench, and I think the 5 was... Correct me if I'm wrong, I actually don't remember the exact one. I think it was Brunson Hart... Robinson, Obi Toppin, and I think it was Barrett or Quickly. I can't remember who else was on the floor. But even on the broadcast, Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson were talking about, don't change this five. This five is the team that just got you the lead. They're rolling. Let them take you to the end. And that's exactly what happened. Tibbs makes the right call, leaves the five as it is, and led by Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, they get to the finish line in Game 4, and they win by 9. I mean, it was really impressive to see the Knicks take a big, big left hook from Cleveland in the third quarter, and they took the lead. Cleveland had the lead. I think they had a three-point lead at one point in the third quarter. The Knicks answered with a right cross and a lefty uppercut to the jaw in the fourth quarter, and now the Knicks have a 3-1 series lead and a chance to close it out in Cleveland for Game 5. Again, not much else we can say. Extremely proud of the way the Knicks played. They knew what was at stake. It showed, and they now have control of this series. It's probably exactly what many people, if you thought the Knicks were going to win this series, this is kind of how you saw it playing out. Can the Knicks get a game in Cleveland? And then if they do that, can they defend home court at the Garden? Boy, did they ever do that in games three and four. They defended the Garden extremely well. And now we go back to Cleveland for a game five with a chance for the Knicks to move on to the second round of the NBA playoffs. It really was a phenomenal day for Knicks fans, for the Knicks organization. And now they've got to finish it off in game five. Hopefully then, if not Hopefully game six at Madison Square Garden will be when they clinch it. So now you look ahead, right? Game five is going to be, you know, the Cavs are going to be ready. They're going to be throwing the kitchen sink at the Knicks. It's going to be rocking in Cleveland like it was in game two when the, when the Cavs won by 17. So the Knicks have got to be ready to match that intensity once more. They've got to be ready to go back on the road and close it out. That's got to be the feeling around the team. We've got them down. Finish them off, close them out, win the series, and then see who you play next in the second round. And we'll see. You know, you, you try not to, you know, play to the fact that you have a game at, at the Garden in Game 6. You want to end it in Game 5 if you can and put the Cavs away before potentially doing it in a Game 6 if the Cavs do force a Game 6. So let's see if the Knicks can do that. But for now, I think you got to be very happy with the way the Knicks have handled themselves in this series Game two, they needed to bounce back. They bounced back. Game three was phenomenal. You thought, can they keep the momentum going into game four? It's exactly what they did. And again, they took a big punch 
from Cleveland. Give the Cavs credit. They were on the mat. They get back up. They put the Knicks on the mat. Knicks get back up, and they put Cleveland back down to take a three games to one lead in the best of seven series. And now we'll see if they can finish it off against Cleveland in game five of the series, which will be actually, at the time of recording, it's on Wednesday. So it'll be a Wednesday night game in Cleveland, and we'll see if New York can advance to the second round in Cleveland in the NBA playoffs. Great performance from the Knicks, and now we will see if they can finish it off on Wednesday night. Let's do a whip around around the NBA playoffs today. Again, we're recording late on the Sunday, so this will be you know, either you're listening to this really early in the morning on Monday or on Monday. We appreciate it, as always. Quick whip around, just to be very clear, the Denver-Minnesota game has not ended. They're midway through the third quarter. Denver has a chance to sweep the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. They are up by four with 5.26 to go in the third. So we won't have, you know, you will know before I do, I guess. You'll know before past me knows what goes on in that game. I think Denver's probably going to win the game. If they don't, I think they'll win in Game 5. I think Minnesota needed to win Game 3 so, so badly to keep that series going. I could see Minnesota winning Game 4. I really feel like Denver's going to finish them off and advance to the next round, and then they'll likely get Phoenix. Phoenix is up 3-1 in that series. Wild finish in the Bay Area. Wild finish. Golden State has to hold on for dear life at the end of Game 4, but they do beat the Kings, 126-125. Nuts game. Really nuts game at the end. Curry and company, I thought it looked like they'd put it away, I think, three or four times in the fourth quarter. Kind of looked like they hit a big shot to kind of put the game to bed. But give the Kings credit, man. They kept at it. And Harrison Barnes had a three-pointer at the end that would have won the game if it went down, but it was off the mark. So the Golden State Warriors, as I think many people expected, although it was a fight in Game 4, give Sacramento credit, but the Golden State Warriors have gotten off the mat, as we expected. It's a 2-2 series. Huge, huge Game 5 coming up in Sacramento. I mean, the biggest game in Kings history for some time maybe almost two decades since they've had a bigger game. It's coming up on, I think, Wednesday as well, actually. Warriors-Kings. Game 5 in Sacramento. It's a chance for the Kings to put the champions to the sword here. Put them one win, or I should say one loss away from elimination. It's a big game. If the Warriors can win it, they get a Game 6 at home to close it out, potentially. If the Kings win it, they will be in the driver's seat against the defending champions with a chance to go to the Bay Area and finish them off. Huge drama coming up on Wednesday night in that series. And then really quick, in Atlanta, I thought for a brief moment in the third quarter that the Hawks were going to come back and beat the Boston Celtics. Celtics were up 12 at the break. Hawks were looking good for a little while there in the third quarter. But Boston finishes them off in Game 4. They win 129-121. Celtics return home to Boston with a chance to finish the Hawks off in five games. Celtics have a 3-1 series lead going back to Beantown for Game 5. Huge missed opportunity for the Hawks. Felt like if they got this game, 
that this series could potentially go seven games. I really, I really did feel that way. I was really, actually, I was actually rather impressed the way the Hawks handled themselves in Game Three because I thought Boston was going to go there and beat them. I really did. Hawks finished them off late. Felt like they were going to win Game Four. I had a decent thought that maybe if the Hawks could finish, you know, start and then finish the way they played in the end of Game Three. They could even this series up, and for a brief moment in the third, I thought they were going to do it and then give the Celtics credit. They're going to be one of the tough teams to knock out of these NBA playoffs. They also took a punch, and then they put Atlanta down. They ground the Hawks in Game 4. Boston can close it out next week in Game 5 in Beantown. I believe that one is on Tuesday night. So, big opportunities for the Knicks. And for the Celtics to close things out midway through next week. Opportunities for the Kings and the Golden State Warriors to move forward in their respective series. And then looking at the full picture, a couple of series I just want to give quick updates on. Again, Denver is ahead in the Minnesota game. They're close to sweeping them. We'll see if they finish it off. The Heat are up 2-1 on the Bucks Monday night. Huge game four in Miami. Bucks season is on the line. Giannis has been in and out of the lineup. He didn't play in Game 3. Miami takes full advantage. We'll see if Giannis will be ready for Game 4. That is a huge, huge storyline in that series. We know the Sixers have already eliminated the Brooklyn Nets. We know Denver's close with Minnesota. Big win in Game 3, by the way, for the Lakers as well. They had a huge lead in that game. They ended up winning by just 10. But at one point, I think they were up by 35, something like that. They had a huge, huge lead. Monday night for them, game four in LA. The Lakers have a chance to take a 3-1 series lead. John Morant, by the way, had a huge game in game three. Came back, played in game three. Wasn't enough. Memphis loses anyway. Now Dylan Brooks with the whole shot to the you-know-what of LeBron James. I believe he is out for game four. So we will see how Memphis holds up in L.A. Lakers could take a huge step to putting away the Memphis Grizzlies. Actually, I just checked. Dylan Brooks is good to go. He's actually going to not face a suspension. He will play in Game 4, which is probably not the right decision from the NBA. But who knows what what their thought process was there. I probably would think that he should be suspended. Maybe a conversation for another time. Grizzlies catch a break there. Game four, it'll be full strength on full strength. Grizzlies playing for their playoff lives. They got to win. You know, going back 3-1 down, going to Memphis with a game six in LA pending. Not a great spot to be if you're the Memphis Grizzlies. Game four is huge. If the Grizzlies get it, they could go up 3-2 in game five in Memphis. And then, of course, we look at the, the Suns-Clippers series. Kawhi in and out of the lineup. I mean, that's really dictated this series quite a bit. Same with Paul George. Hasn't played yet in this series. Suns win game four in LA, 112-100. to Suns, after splitting at home, have won both games in LA. They have a chance to close the Clippers out in Phoenix on Tuesday night. That's a big game as well. we'll hope, we're hoping the Clippers will be healthy. Clippers showed in game one that when they're healthy, they could win this series. Make no mistake about that but the Suns have won the last three in the series and they are one win away from knocking the Clippers out of the playoffs that is your playoff update that is our recap of game four of the first round of the Eastern Conference 
playoffs here on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast, Midtown and Rebound podcast network, all part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back later this week to talk game five of the series and continue to update on what's going on around the entire NBA playoffs. We will see you then. Have a great week.